everybody, and welcome to another episode of Board Shenanigans. As always, I'm joined by the venerable <laughs> Reverend Ryan Brewer, a man who uses the trumpet as a sexual placey device. <laughs> and I'm here with Cody James. Seeing you makes my soul feel weary. <laughs> oh, mutual feeling there, buddy. Uh, <laughs> So, Brewer, yes. anything wonderful and or exciting happened to you this week? That is a very good question. Um, I can't possibly think of one thing wonderful or exciting that has happened to me this week. Like, it, it has been such devoid of wonderful and exciting. I, I've, you know, I, I feel if I was an atheist, I would probably have just killed myself out of sheer boredom. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, atheism. Protecting from suicide on, uh, on a national level. That's right. Do you know of a friend who's thinking about commenting suicide are they are they contemplating taking their own lives well introduce them to atheism and then they'll realize that doesn't matter won't do them any good anyways this is as good as it gets and they'll keep on keeping on the the worst the the worst that can get is nothing and at least you have something here so always think of that whenever you're whenever you're down in the dumps whenever you're whenever you're feeling the doldrums push in upon your your wardrobe i guess uh Remember that somewhere, somebody out there is talking to an invisible friend and ex- expecting a better life. <laughs> Indeed. Now, I'm going to piggyback on that. Because... Are you? I was hoping so. <laughs> <laughs> because if you weren't, we were in for another episode 91 here. Oh. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Like, thank God we actually have something to talk about, Cody. Oh Lord! Woo! I know I was I was setting us up for failure there for a minute. I feel like what's wonderful excellent? Fuck if I know. Everything is dreadful and boring. Uh well our uh, emo goth audience was really intrigued for a minute. Oh yeah, we, we do neglect them sometimes. I think they like it though. You think think the emo goths love and love being neglected? <laughs> Well, I mean, sure, that's that's why they keep coming back week after week. <laughs> Are they going to leave now that we're talking about them? Well, quick, ignore them. So anyway, I, uh... I, ha- I had an experience that I was that got me it got me thinking. So I was working this week. Uh, I was working this week, and actually, like three days, I was at a, I was in a church. I was at a church working, oh. and uh, this is one I've been to. This is one I've been to a few times. And uh, the guy that's kind of in charge of the maintenance part of it of the church, like he and I have kind of hit it off pretty well. I don't know. He likes me for some reason. Hell if I know why. Well, because you're just so cuddly and church friendly, Cody. Uh, apparently. Well, maybe maybe know. it's your beard. It, it, it reminds him of a simpler time with Moses. <laughs> uh, Though it but, looks awfully Jewish, so he probably actually should have had, a, had an anger for you. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so like, he and I kind of hit it off. He seems like a pretty cool guy. I mean, you know, he's a nice older guy, and you know, he, I, you know, we kind of have sort of sort of getting where we kind of enjoy one another, or whatever, and. So anyway, I, I was I had a pretty good sized job at, at this church, and I was I'd been there for you know two days, and I was working on it at the, on the second day. And he and I were he and I were kind of chit chatting, and um, he just kind of brings up like, oh yeah, you know, like where you live at, and he asked me and he asked me, and I told him, and he's like, oh okay, well if you ever want to come this way for a for a service, you know, that'd be really you know that'd be love to have you. And I was like, oh okay, hey thanks, yeah that's thanks, I appreciate that. And he's like, you know, like where, and, he, and then he kind of keeps on. He's like, so so where do you go to church now? And I'm like, oh my wife and I, we're, we're not religious. 
and he's like, oh, okay, and he's like, oh, okay, well, I mean, and then he, and then like, I was kind of thinking, all right, that's the end of it, because I'm, I'm treading real on that line of so, so did you, talking about. Did you actually oh, say ahead. this in, in like the chapel, like in, in the steeple where you can see all the people? Like, were you in that part where you told them this? Uh, no, we were in like the the office part, like where by where the bills are paid. So I, I guess it was okay to talk about this. I don't know. Oh, I was I, I, my my question were like was you know as you were leaving, was it a lot like Ghost Rider? Were you leaving fiery footprints behind you or? No, actually, he was pretty cool about it because you know he kind of. He kind of let it go, and um, then 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 he uh, then he kind of brings it up again, you know, just a minute or two later, and he's like, "So, uh, did you got, did you have somewhere you used to go to church?" And, I, and then I, and I had this moment where like time stopped for a minute, like how they used to do on on Saved by the Bell, you know, like ah you know, yes, like like you know you know Zach Morris goes time out, and that's kind of what happened in my head, and it stopped for a minute, and I like I had this thought, I was like, okay, how do I do this? Because I'm really really getting on that, like we're gonna about to talk about personal stuff, and man, this guy's nice. And I don't want to piss him off, and then I don't want it to turn into a big thing at work. And you know, he's allowed to believe what he wants to believe, and I'm allowed to believe on what I want to believe. And I'm in his area, and I'm just like really having this big debate. And I was like, nope, not gonna bullshit and lie about it. I'm just fucking not. I'm not gonna skirt the issue. I felt like there's your couple chances. No, I'm, I'm kind of done. I'm kind of done with it. And so, so he's like, oh, so you know, you have kind of a falling out or whatever about like you know, kind of asked me about the religion thing one more time. I was like, no, my wife and I were atheists. And he kind of looked at me, and I don't know if it was just that I was frank about it, or, you know, I tried to be courteous, I said it courteously. <laughs> well, you know, it was really I weird like... when he put on that weird bunny suit in front of him. He's like, whoa, man, it kind of set him off. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, I don't know what it could have been, possibly. <laughs> but, but he, but he, you know, he was like, oh, okay. And he was totally cool with me the, the rest of the time. He didn't, you know, he, he didn't talk, he didn't talk down to me, he didn't, you know, nobody prayed at me, nobody did anything. I just, like, he was, he was super cool with me the, the, the rest of it, you know, he didn't he didn't bother me about it and i and that was kind of i had this moment where i was like you know i really really don't want to be one of those asshole atheists who just sits there and pokes at everybody else's religion and shit like you know i i really really don't want to be that guy like yeah i don't buy it and i think a lot of it is chuffa and i i I, but man i just really don't want to be that prick that's just constantly like well you know there's no actual proof that jesus existed i just i really don't want to be that guy but i also don't want to be so hidden in my own belief structure that i won't bring it up in a setting like that because you basically straight up asked me and had i not been at work and a representative of work i probably would have just told him it from the first shot so it kind of was like a personal realization for me where it's like you know what i'm not gonna lie or hide or joke or you know because i didn't pull the cthulhu joke that i love so much to people you know where they ask you uh, what do you believe what do you believe? I'm like, oh, remember the cult of Cthulhu? And they're like, oh, that's not even real. Like, oh, neither is yours. Uh, that snarky thing that I love so much. Mm-hmm. Like, I think I'm going to retire that bit. You're going to retire the I snark? I really do. I really do. I think I'm just going to straight up be honest with people. It's like, no, and that, and be courteous about it and answer it in the same kind of normal way and not try and hide it or justify it that people who are like, no, I'm Catholic would answer it. So, well, because see, the problem is, is there's a lot more explanation you need to you need to do as a non-believer because you're like well because you know someone someone of a religious you know slant it's easy they're like oh yes i'm a, i'm a baptist i'm a protestant i'm a you know what what not and you're like you immediately know everything there but you know just saying like you know like well i'm i'm an atheist you're like well, what you what do you mean like how do you understand things you know which is where i think like the the joke of like you're like oh yes i i'm a member of the the first church of the flying spaghetti monster that's where the advantage to that is you're like what well yeah and i see that 
that, but it also kind of comes off, and this is me saying it, and I know what I'm about to say, but it almost kind of just comes off as a big middle finger to people, and maybe it's just better to be like, no, I'm an atheist, and then if they keep questioning you about it, just be like, no, I really, truly don't believe, you know, because that's the other thing that comes up a lot when you kind of say stuff like this, and I've been definitely putting my foot in the water as far as doing this, but I think this was the first time, especially in a church, that I've ever just, like, fucking straight up said it. And... And I, I think that I think that, that that's kind of that's kind of the thing that I've noticed is if you if you say something about it or you or you you know then you're immediately like oh what happened to you or why don't you believe you know you're kind of those series of questions but if you just straight up with conviction just you know like a man say no I don't really I don't I don't believe that there is anything and anybody if you say it with any kind of conviction I, why would they question you why would they sit there and pick at your belief structure because you didn't question or pick at theirs you were respectful and. I really think that's my new strategy. Hundred hmm. percent. See, because the I, I I feel like you know yes I'm an atheist, but you know I I feel I don't champion that banner as much because I'm more interested in atheism where where it's you know where where I'm more interested in I guess religion where its wrongness starts intersecting with things that should that shouldn't be wrong. You know, like for instance, where where they're like, hey, wish we need to we need to put you know we, we need to teach the controversy in, in in school textbooks about evolution. Well, no, you're wrong and you're wrong. So let's leave that out of this or you know i guess recently you know like no no like the gays shouldn't marry no you're just wrong like your belief system is wrong on this and this is where but you know i guess as far as like the day-to-day thing you know yeah it doesn't bother me at all like you know oh oh, i guess that's because i'm more of a skeptic i guess because you know we're like where it starts intersecting things that should matter like you know like you know what we should let's just pray instead of you know you know, this person, oh, they got cholera. Oh, don't worry, you'll be in my pray- prayers. Or we could give them tetracycline. Yeah, I, I, I definitely see your point on that. I really do. And, and and I think that's that weird line. But you're also kind of telling people what to believe. And I, you know, I don't know what's best for you. You don't know what's best for me. So I, I, it's that weird line that, you know, of course I'm going to tread. We're like, you know, leave me the fuck alone line that I like so much. But I, I just, I feel like whenever, you know, because... And I think that's part of the problem, is religion gets so convoluted into everything, and its roots run so deep into social and political issues, it's like, you can't, you can't even mention it without somebody like, oh, that means that you voted for George Bush, or, ah, U.S. must have liked the Eisenhower. I mean, that's almost the point that it's gotten to, and it's it's ridiculous. It, it's so ridiculous, and that's why I'm just like, no, this is what I believe, and this is what I am, and I just really don't care. And the thing that's really getting me to bring this up on the show is Cody opines about his life in you know deeper ways than he probably should on the internet. Is I kind of, I kind of, you know, I kind of had this realization and I really liked it, and then I sort of backtracked a little bit and was a snarky, smartassy atheist a little bit, and really immediately regretted it and had a bad taste in my mouth overdoing it. So I really kind of think I'm just going to stick to the line of now this is just what I believe and that's what I am. And Yeah, I mean, I feel it's a little hard if you like want to, if you want to debate the the philosophy of Christianity or whatever have you, Buddhism, Islam, Baddism, uh, (laughs) you you, you know, like Jewishism, you know, whatever, whatever. Um, what, What pantheon you choose, you know, like that's a little harder because if you, if you divorce all the other stuff from it, then you're like, well, how is that different than, you know, Immanuel Kant or whatever? Right. Or, you know, or you know, Henry David Thoreau, which I guess as a side note, I want to say it was, oh, one of our founding fathers rewrote the Bible, taking out all the magic and mysticism and 
I guess, religion from it and put it into just a, into just a, a you know, a work of philosophy and storytelling. You know, he, he, he went through, I guess, you know, like on Firefly when River Fett was like, these pages are wrong and he removed all the wrong pages from the Bible and it really annoyed <laughs> Shepard Book. One of our presidents did that. So, you know, <laughs> when, when she was trying to rewrite it to make it make sense, we're like, ah, yes, but if we change the spatial content construct of, you know, of physics here, then this would obviously make sense, you know? <laughs> so he went, he went through and did that. And I guess if you would, if followers of that, I'd be like, well, I mean, I guess I can't, you know, I might make fun of you the same way I make fun of, you know, Ayn Rand people, but I, I guess that's just a joke at that point, though. Yeah, yeah, I, I see that. I, I see that side of it. I just, I, I don't know. It's just that, it's that, that weird, that weird line you have to tread. And I just, I don't know. I, I think I'm just kind of done trying to tread it. I think, you know, this is what this, and I think that that would be great if everybody kind of did that a little bit, where if, you know, you're, you're sitting there talking and, you know, maybe you're, maybe you are whatever you are. I don't know. You're whatever member of whoever. I don't know. No, you don't want to make a funny word for a member of a whatever like I was? Uh, like, okay, so say say that you're like a member of Tao's Dao or whatever the fuck. And people are... Uh, Tao's Discount Dao? Is that what you're talking about? Yes, Tao's Discount Dao. That's right. The only place where you can save, save on, your, on all of your laundry detergent needs and, fi- and find the enlightenment to mysticism. That's right. At, Tao, at Tao's Dao. Plus, come Come early on Sundays and get half price. Ah, oh, half price plus for you say on Sundays. It's Sunday, 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 all day spectacular. Get a free membership to Confucius's Auto Care and, and Surplus. Because <laughs> you know what they say, only Confuci- Confucius say, we know savings and we know quality auto care. That's right, Tao's Dow, Confucius's Auto Sales. Now, proud partners in help- helping save you. Save you money! <laughs> Now say that you're a member of this, and the the strong help belief that somebody's gonna hit a pelican in the face, and you're like, "Hey guys, I can't participate in this. I'm a member of Tao's Dao, and pelicans are sacred creatures." <laughs> oh, I thought you were talking about when like Fabio was on the on the roller coaster and he got hit in the face by a, a pelican or whatever it was. <laughs> what? I think it was Fabio. There was and he's like on a roller coaster, and, like a a goose or something hits him in the face, and like I want to say like. I'm not sure if this was ever. A, <laughs> I'm not sure if this was a joke or not, but I want to say he started like a bir- like bird strike victim awareness fund. What? <laughs> I, I might be getting a lot of facts wrong in this. No, 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 no. Born shenanigans. We're rolling with it. But if, I feel if this you is all real. With- <laughs> I now, as a skeptic and atheist, I realize my memory is fallible, and I actually might have <laughs> I might have heard an urban legend and has have since twisted it in my brain to thinking of it as true. But I believe, uh, actually, I have to look this up now. Well, let me say, uh, uh, well, true or not, I love this. I completely <laughs> love this concept, and uh, you <laughs> a bird. <laughs> Hit <laughs> face with bird. I would say Bobby O Bird strike. Oh yes, yes, it's totally real. Yes, there's there's, there's pictures of Fabio's nose all red from bird strike hitting him. Oh my god, that's so funny. <laughs> it was a goose. <laughs> he got goosed in the face. Yeah, I, I knew that part was true. Okay, now now I gotta figure out if he was on a roller coaster when this happened, <laughs> and if he did start a bird strike victim fun. Here's a picture of F- Fabio's face post bird strike. Oh God, that's so funny. <laughs>
<laughs> remember the I like the article title. Remember the day Bobby got Oh yes, it was totally on a roller coaster. It was at Bush Gardens. So at Bush Gardens he gets hit in the face with a bird. Even with a bloody nose, he's still an awfully attractive man. <laughs> And I know this is like just it's like preparing for like his next uh, next book cover, right? <laughs> there's, there's guys. This is what happened. When this is what happened. Whenever Alfred Hitchcock's the birds becomes all too real. <laughs> so, yes, there's no phone booth to hide in here. Okay, so yes, it was yes roller coaster. Yes, bird strike on Fabio. Now, <laughs> let's just assume he actually. T- <laughs> Got, do you think that's the origin of uh, of of the duck duck goose? Is is Fabio getting hit in the face with a goose? Because you know the ducks sit there, but the goose has to run, right? So... Well, I believe that no, no, might... time traveling Fabio <laughs> started this game. Um. <laughs> I was there for it. You shut up. <laughs> Well, in fact, I mean, it was me. I wh- went back and started the whole craze. It, it used to be called Rabbit Rabbit Gopher, but I thought that was silly. <laughs> and besides, like, you know, filled mice get hit on the head by rabbits and or by bunnies and foo-foos, so, they, you know, they get enough press. Yeah, and then the whack-a-mole, I mean, come on, man. And I was like, and then I and then I remember back to that day, Fabio got hit in the face with a goose <laughs> on, on a roller coaster. <laughs> <laughs> How have I not ever heard of this before now? I don't know. This is like, when did this happen? Oh, fuck, I don't know. Um, I'll tell you in a second here. Um, I have to open that page back up. This happened in March 30th, 1999. <laughs> so there you go. And like I said, if this was like, you know, a couple days so, later, so, so you would think like this was on, fake. We're, we're, we're essentially on the almost 20 year anniversary of this. <laughs> oh, you'll get hit in the face with a bird, yes. <laughs> <laughs> we got flipped the bird. Oh, God, that's... <laughs> And realistically, I think I know, this is probably the most Fabio knowledge I have, other than, like, he's like, oh, he's that guy on book cover, like, trashy book covers, you know, like, like girl porn covers. Oh, my God. That's, I never knew this about him at all. I'm so glad that you enlightened me on this. You know, this I, I certainly hope, like, what happened is his hair fluttered in all sorts of directions. Well, probably the goose was mesmerized by that well, attractive he, man. Yeah, he was and... going in for a big kiss, right? He's like, it, it, was, it was a homosexual <laughs> goose. You know, we've all been there, right, when we go into in to kiss someone, you know, for the first time, and like we misjudge our head speed and collide with theirs, right? We've all done that, right? I mean, it's how you met your wife, right? And, and yeah, and you just remember not to do it while flying, and the other person's on a roller coaster, <laughs> or you'll have these kinds of disasters happen. Yeah, because I mean, I, I believe um, it, it seems that there was an incident on the, the ride's first drop as the riders hurled towards the ground at approximately 70 miles per hour. A goose who had been nestled nearby flew into the path of the speeding coaster car. <laughs> Best anyone can tell, the goose hit the. <laughs> Best anyone can tell, the goose hit the front of the car, breaking its neck. <laughs> then the bird, bird's carcass. <laughs> then the bird's carcass flipped forward, striking Bobby on the bridge of his nose, <laughs> and causing a cut that would later require three stitches. No bones were broken, but there was some swelling. That right there was not the spruce goose that we all know and love. It was the unsprosen goose. Afterwards, everything was much more a mess. I like how all we're doing is cracking the same jokes that every late night comedian of 19, in 1999 had to have cracked. Well, luckily Y2K deleted them all. 
So. Oh, that's a good point, too. <laughs> oh, my God. Bosch and... Gardens, of course, was mortified, and the staff members did lots of damage control. But the truth is, they got tons of free publicity, and nobody, not one person, decided to stay away from the theme parts for fear of getting clobbered by, by waterfowl. <laughs> <laughs> Mario was traveling 75 miles per hour when he got hit in the face by an object that, that probably weighed 30 to 35 pounds. <laughs> was he pissed off after it happened? Did he have his feathers all ruffled over this? <laughs> yeah, I, I'm sure he laid a big egg all over them there. <laughs> what, what, what could say he got flipped the bird? What could also say he had egg on his face? <laughs> Oh, that's a beak of a stretch there. <laughs> if, if only Twitter was around back then. Oh I, I bet he was cock a hoop after that. <laughs> he probably wouldn't like, you know, nested in his house for a few weeks, try to let it blow over. Maybe flew south. That's the last time I carry bread on a freaking roller coaster. I mean, I'm sure everyone was was clucking all about this, Cody. <laughs> uh, sounds like it definitely was tangled webbed. You know, trouble was afoot with because of it. Were, were those bird references? Webbed feet. It was the best I could do. Oh, I was like, <laughs> hit my, hit my, hit my Spider Man swinging through. <laughs> Though it's as likely. Uh. <laughs> I mean, oh, so does he have like goose PTSD after this? What? Like any 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 time he any time he sees a roller coaster, it's like vertigo. But then there's like a goose coming at him real slow, and he's like, "No." <laughs> I I certainly like said I really drew up all his friends for like would always buy for Christmas you know copies of the birds. That would just be amazing. Oh God! Or he like just you know he like wake up the next morning and somebody has like a, a stuffed goose sitting next to his bed. He's like, "Wow." Ah! <laughs> <laughs> oh god oh that is funny as fuck and then you know because it's on a roller coaster there actually is a picture of him in the roller coaster with a bloody nose because <laughs> you know they always have the big pictures thing and he does <laughs> how can i send you this picture it's a it's pretty um uh, cop, copy image url don't worry there'll be a returning the, the returning to borchnagans show notes of fabio's <laughs> fabio's face after bird strike don't worry he's still quite handsome <laughs> well i don't know fabio really never did anything for me there, there's a there's a picture in, in there you can see the roller coaster with him on it and like <laughs> all, all these like well-to-do ladies being very confused like his his target demographic has just seen him at his worst it's pretty amazing. The one lady. <laughs> yeah, I know. The one lady in the back looks like she's gonna cry. I'm really confused about like this guy in black though. Like, there's like what? He looks very creepy back there. Well, he's probably like the no, the president of his fan club, and he like had to invite him or something. <laughs> and I think that like I think you can see bird smear on the front of the of, of the car there. <laughs> Oh, I hope he, like, went home after the whole ordeal, and he's, like, like combing his hair, and fucking feathers come out of it. He's like, ah! Uh, oh, my God. I don't know what we were talking about prior to this. <laughs> How did we get on this? I can't wait to hear the recording of this to figure out. I, I don't know. I just you said you something about a pelican. That's what it was. 
I just like how you ambushed me with random old news. Like, random old, not even real news. Well, I'm glad everyone remembers this now, because we're bringing this back to the public conscious, because... (laughs) Hashtag stop stop goose crimes. Yeah, well, because, Cody, I mean, I don't know if you're aware of this. One in, you know, 25 million are victims of bird strikes every year. (laughs) We, We must... We must, you know, raise funds for this this event, Cody. We must get the word out to the populace and, and have them be aware of it. It's it's a crime that has that is plaguing America. That's right. We've uh we've we've had a lot of laughs here at Board Shenanigans, but there's one thing we won't laugh out, and that's bird strikes. That's right. You're you're just walking along having a night having a nice cup of wine In with your family. And next next thing you know, bird strikes. It'll hit. It'll hit you anywhere, causing lacerations, contusions, confusion. I know. Whenever I was struck by a woodpecker, I never thought I would recover. But thanks, thanks to the bird strike awareness movement, I was I was able to walk outside, see a nest, and not and not be not be livid and in anger anymore. I could walk outside. See, see, see the ducks at the pond, and not live my life in fear. Thank you, Bird Strike Association of America. I really bit into that bit without just hoping a lot. I'm like, if I knew the, if I knew the song or not, but turns out I don't. <laughs> I was too busy focusing on my on my uh, my squawking, not yours, because uh, there was a lot of squawking on my end. Um, I was, uh, you know, I was doing if, if if you couldn't if, if when you're listening back to this, you can't figure out what I'm doing. I'm doing that you know crappy Sarah McLaughlin song that's you know like the animal cruelty videos and shit. Oh, good pull. I didn't even I wasn't sure what you were singing. But good pull. I get it now. But I, I so for the listener at home who doesn't know what he's singing, that's what he was doing. I, I know there's a there's a Willie Nelson song too, but I can't remember which one it was. <laughs> Which I I might have pulled, but I think people would have got the joke more with the Sarah McLaughlin one. What Willie Nelson song do they possibly? Yeah, do I can't like? remember either. Like, like, <laughs> there, hello, there walls. <laughs> you, you know, it's the Ballad of Lefty. And <laughs> 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 it's like song that totally doesn't fit. Like, I was a highway man. <laughs> 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 Sword and pistol by my side. Um, well, he's still alive. Don't worry. That's that's why I can't use that one. I, what was it? it? There was a. I, I swear there was one. And you know, halfway through the show, I'm going to remember it and yell it at you. Uh, but uh, anyway. Yeah. So, so speak, speaking yes. of, <laughs> I don't know how to segue in this. Cody has a rant. So prepare thyself. Pre- if you if you wanna if you don't like sports at all then oh I was sorry, curious gonna... if you're going back to your point that you're making before this happened or not <laughs> but I can't uh, remember I what feel, it was I feel that I feel like that point was made well enough. Uh, I think so uh, don't be, don't be an asshole try to be nice <laughs> there um, to sum it all up even though bird news flew in midway through um, now <laughs> well now that we flew the coop on that we can get back to the show. Right, right. All right. So now, don't now don't keep all our topics in one basket, Cody. Let's let's move on to another one. All right. Well, now that I, I got a new one to shoot for, so <laughs> don't get scrambled either. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fucking trying to move on. Quit your bad puns. <laughs> 
Do you have any more bird jokes you need to make just to, before we get going any further? Um, are your are your bird puns together and they're gonna are they like a feather and they're gonna flock together or something? Are, are you telling me that it's getting a lot old, a lot like you know, getting so old that that these birds are gonna evolve back into dinosaurs? That's 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 what I was getting at. Yes, yeah. yes. Well, well, I guess speaking of slam dunks on Fabio's face, I think you have some basketball <laughs> news because that's the segue you were looking for. <laughs> Considerably better than mine. So, thank you once again, Segway Master. Anyway, so, those of you who... Segway Master. (laughs) The the, the first geek rapper. (laughs) Oh, I'm going to put a flag in that, because we might be back with a ridiculous scenario for that. Okay. Um, (laughs) So, anyway, for those of you who haven't been following it or don't care... I haven't. So, uh, if, uh, NBA, the NBA season's over, you know, after the Warriors won the title, it, there's, uh, basically the way that the offseason works is the free agents have a moratorium before that they're seen, the teams that they actually are signed with, when, without getting into a super lot of details, because this gets ridiculously convoluted, but, but they have a period of time before they actually are allowed to sign with the teams prior, prior like their old teams or get talked to by new teams, but there's a period of time where they can't physically sign anything it's about two weeks long anyway this particular free agency period there's all in like in every one of them there's always like the really really big big names in it like the the higher the higher level talent that's always you know and everybody chases them or whatever this free agency in the nba was a little unusual in that pretty much all the big names signed really early on because sometimes they'll drag it out for weeks and weeks and weeks and you never know who's going to go where but um <clears throat> Anyway, like, this is one of the weird ones where they actually, a lot of people signed really, really early on. So, what, what happened is, uh, D- Dallas Mavericks, who at your humble co-host is a gigantic fan of for all returning listeners, um, they, they essentially got the second best guy in all of free agency. They didn't get the number one pick, the number one, but they got the number two, you know, and it was a really, really good thing. It was really excited. Oh man, was I excited about it. Not even gonna lie. Fucking geeked out hard. It was really sad. And by that you meant one. you wouldn't bit off mini chickens' heads, right? You were so excited, you just had to rip rip your mouth into flesh, right? Oh my god, you don't even understand. Like I was actually like, oh, I'm I was I was I didn't do it, and I'm glad I didn't. But I I was like so close to buying a jersey, like just fucking going for it. Like, <laughs> I, really? I was like, I was and jerking off on it, just like I was like, I almost did. I just grabbed it through the streets, masturbating. I was so happy. <laughs> Well, I was just, I was really excited about it because the Mavs ever, Mavs have basically, since they won the title in 2011, it's been a whole lot of hope and a lot of disappointment because it's just been, ah, so it really was a number two. Yeah, yeah, it really, really just, you know, it's been kind of shitty situations. Well, the drama continues for all the people of Mavs Nation. So what happened was DeAndre Jordan is the big, is the, it was the, the the guy that they, that agreed in principle, you know, verbal, verbally agreed, yeah, I'm going to come to this team. And so, oh, we were so, excited banners flew through the streets everybody on the internet was like "Woo, we're gonna be title contenders again oh man this is a great piece to build the team around like Dirk Nowitzki the you know the the heart and soul of that team and the best guy to ever wear a Mavs uniform you know the guy that's going into the hall of fame that's won all the records number 11 on the all-time scoring list like the the best player ever he's 37 he can okay 37 he, he can go 
he can go out on a uh, you know on a high note on a competitive team. That's awesome for him. Yay! You know, blue and white, go Mavs! Woohoo! Not gonna get any better than that. And everybody is pretty excited about it. Like, yeah, it's not perfect, but yeah, it's really really good. Not all oh, man. I was excited. So with that happening, there's no point to pursue it. Really, any other guys that play that position? You know, I mean, they've got a pretty decent team now. Or they've got a real decent team now. So all right, cool. Then the news hits about five days later that he signed that he was having second thoughts and then he actually wound up re-signing with the team that he had previously been on. What a douchebag. Out of nowhere. Like, out of nowhere. So, he really, really, really managed to fuck the ever-loving shit out of the Mavs. Really bad, because, you know, essentially what happened, and it's, the free agency rules are gonna get changed out of this. Like, there's no way they're not. They're, they're, it's just so fucked up and wrong. The way that it happened is because, you know, with them not needing anybody else, they're like, okay, cool. Well, now the free agency pool is essentially dried up. They're, they let guys, they let guys go to other teams that they didn't think they, you know, like, okay, this is an upgrade. You know, they, they didn't have the money to pay. You know, they basically kind of let the teams all kind of go or whatever. And, you know, there's been tons of stuff covered on the internet about how, about how fucked up it was and how childish it was for him to like, oh yeah, nope, never mind. And, you know, it really is shitty. And, you know, there's even people talking about like how much re- legal recourse do they have? Should they sue him? Should they not sue him? You know, blah, 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 blah. Um, you know, blah, 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 blah. And it's just going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And so now a team that was looking like, oh man, you know, top half of the, you know, top, you know, top four or five teams in the West. Now it's, they're scraped, which I have to admit, I'm very, very impressed. And I will continue to be impressed with the front office and the way they run things, because really with getting the, the rug pulled out from under them, they've managed to looks like on paper, scrape together a halfway decent team of what's available and trading and whatnot. And so, you know, whatever, every team I understand has to go through good times and bad times. I totally get that, but I'm pretty impressed with what they've managed to do. And with their never say die, we're not gonna we're not gonna suck this bad sort of thing. But I just I cannot even fathom this whole deal and how shitty it is and how it's almost like it's okay because he's a pro athlete. I mean that that's the vibe a lot of people are putting out that it's like oh yeah I mean it was fucked up but you know he made the right decision for him and it's okay and da da da. And it's it's so messed up that, and, and I'm not saying it from the aspect of yeah it affects my team. Like I, yeah I'm, I I realize it probably comes off that way. And I'm not saying like it's from that aspect. It's just kind of shitty that something like this has to happen before anybody realizes the gigantic hole that's in that's in the current structure of of your of your sports. And I guess I guess really what I'm getting at more than anything besides bitching about basketball too terribly much on this show because I know that's not what y'all come for. I, I guess I guess really what I'm getting at is, man, it just seems like shitty luck keeps happening. You know, because there was, for anybody who's familiar with the Dallas Mavericks, there was the Lamar Odom debacle, and then just recently there was the Rajon Rondo, you know, horrible, horrible situation, and so now there's this, too. Did so he start singing? Like, is that what happened? Um, just really in brief, um, the Mavs won, like, here, here's real, real quick synopsis. Mavs won in 2011. In order to stay more competitive in 2012, they kind of let their championship team sort of break apart, which isn't normally a thing that happens. Sometimes it happens, sometimes it doesn't. But the Mavs, when they won in 2011, were kind of a savvy group of veterans, you know, old war horses that, you know, and they kind of just managed 
to play really well, and they had a good strategy, and they won. Um, so they kind of let that team disperse, and then they had, and then that didn't really work out. And they got a, they got Lamar Odom, who was supposed to be the big get, and he fucking flamed out and wasn't worth a shit, and only played about half the season. Then they had like some younger players, and they you know, and they were like looking pretty good. Missed the playoffs one year, then th- and then they kind of they kind of re- retooled a bit, kind of came back, looked pretty good again, and then they made a midseason trade this year and they got Rajon Rondo who was another player that was supposed to just be you know was kind of you know maybe this will change things and he flamed out too I mean he realistically just quit playing uh, he yeah. just didn't even see, see like I, I was just making like a Rondo sounds like Ronzo joke and thought he started singing poorly I, yeah I know but anyway <laughs> like no no so, but this is important to me you don't understand I'll let you <laughs> yeah, t- really- I'll let you talk last week about some stupid guy what you're saying to him and, and I was trying you know, at the very beginning of this episode to tell you you were wrong Brewer you should have just left him alone but anyway so so you hear about my balls right yeah so essentially <laughs> it's just, it's it's uh it looks like it's good it looks like it's gonna be hard, hard times for uh mavs fans for a little while and so for all of you true believers out there i'm gonna encourage you to to, to endure because it's probably gonna suck soon um it actually is kind of funny, though, since me being who I am, and since I live in Houston now, like in the middle of Rockets country, I refuse to not wear Dallas Mavericks shit. Like, it's one of my more favorite activities, actually. Is I always Somebody always wants to talk basketball with you when you walk outside in a Dallas Mavs shirt, but I have managed to catch a lot of shit about it lately. Oh, is, is it a lot like when, you know, Eric Foreman wore the wrong team's jersey on the wrong side of the football game? Uh, it's similar. It's similar. Um... But That's all I anyway, I, I I I get I guess uh, realistically the uh, important thing to remember is if you promise to do something, maybe you should think it through before you actually go gung ho into it full fledged. Um, it's it's kind of disappointing whenever professional athletes don't act like professionals at all. And it, it, yeah, I, I just I don't know. I, I think they really really need to revamp the system. I, I really think that it's probably time because this sort of thing's pretty fucked up. And I I almost I. Can't you know, I, and the reason I think that it needs to get fixed is not because of, you know, oh, it happened to this team, it is an unfortunate thing. I think this was just a poor decision made by a person. But it's not that hard to see somebody talking a, a high-end player to go to a competitor and then them letting this happen and then pull the rug out from under them. And then they're pretty much screwed. I, I, I don't think, and I really think that maybe in sports the competition should be between the two teams playing and between the players and not on the on, not on like the corporate level of like corporate spies and that sort of shit so really if we could keep if we could keep that kind of shit out of my professional basketball where i could just enjoy it that would be great so let's do that guys yeah yeah i i think i think a lot of the sports could use a lot of revamping on that on that regards you know uh, but i guess i'm not a sports guy so so i will frame from i guess uh making judgment on it and we'll leave it at that other than i guess go balls <laughs> what you what you mean so like since i'm a fan of a team you're not vicariously a fan of a team like you didn't well you didn't i mean whenever watch. someone asks about basketball I'm like well my friend likes the mavericks so i guess that's good enough for me i'll take it because if you know maybe if 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 he wins if the Mavericks win, then he's happy, and then then I guess this <laughs> podcast will do better because he won't talk about basketball. <laughs> <laughs> I try very hard to keep it minimum. <laughs> I really do. Yeah. <laughs>
Well, you know, if I don't make fun of you for it, people will, will all those out there that don't like it will, will feel disenfranchised. So I figured, you know, a, a lot like how you're supposed to make fun of me whenever I talk. Well, but I, know, I know that one, I know one, yeah, that's very true. I know, I know one thing that I have definitely got, I have so gotten sucked into every bit of like the drama surrounding it, but as far as, as far as him and his, and the, the one thing that has happened that will forever be fun that I feel that more sport, that sports need a little bit more is this guy has a hundred percent become like a villain and i don't Aha! feel that there's a i don't feel that there's enough villains in sports like pro wrestling i, I, I thought there villains. was a lot of them and they but they were actual real life villains like rapists and murderers yeah there's that <laughs> and i that, again i kind of don't I, I, I guess I enjoy the fact that, okay, this guy is going to go now. Like, so really there wasn't a huge rivalry between the Los Angeles Clippers and the Dallas Mavericks. Now there's a huge rivalry between the two. And the, anytime they play, it's going to be miserable for him. He's going to get booed and hissed forever. And it's kind of funny because he essentially made himself a villain by, by do it by a dumb decision. But I'm kind of happy in a way because there's just not enough pro wrestling level villains where they come out like, ah, your country, boo on you. Your local sports team sucks, or whatever they do, whatever they do to get people to not like them. So I kind of am happy in a way because it gives you somebody else, somebody else to boo, and I will boo vigorously. So. Ah, <laughs> but the people are going to be afraid that there's a ghost in the room. Oh, uh, we're 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 together on this. The ghost of good sportsmanship's on my side. Uh, see, see, I th- I thought they would they would hear a heckler and just assume ghost. Oh, they'll they'll be haunted by my heckling. This is what's going to happen. <laughs> and then some, it'll be and, ghastly. And, and then some, you know, some, some idiots with like you know badly tuned radios will come in and try to find you. <laughs> now, did you hear that? Oh, I could think I saw that chair move. It's like, yes, I moved it to sit in it. Did you feel that? <laughs> Yeah, it's that's co- my hand. It's suddenly, it's suddenly cold in here. What do you mean? <laughs> oh, the air conditioner's kicked on, I guess. <laughs> Something horrible <laughs> happened in this room years and years ago. It's like, hey, hey, what I do in the bathroom is none of your business. And now it fills the air in here. Oh, fuck you guys. Would you not like to be the... Yes. I don't even know if the cameraman is the right person, but maybe the editor for that one of those shows just one time to see how much of, like, like what percentage of shaky cam to poor poorly timed shots are, are make it to the air. <laughs> oh, oh you, you mean all that B-roll of them setting up the gags? Yeah, yeah, all of that. Would you not love that? I, you know, I, I'm gonna go with no, because I think I can imagine what it is already, and I, I've heard tales of many skeptics that, that have gone with these folks to, like, with the ghost believers to, like, haunted places, and you're like, it's incredibly boring, because you were literally sitting alone, quiet, in a dark house, doing nothing. Really? Like, they don't, like, huh, I guess I, I don't know, I guess I envisioned something different. I don't know what that would be. Well, I mean, but... what would you, I mean, so, so, okay, so me and you are gonna go to a haunted house, like, we're, we're going to, we're going to the, uh, you know, the forlorn mansion, or whatever it's called, you know, <laughs> that, that, that's been sitting on top of the hill that no one's gone to, because we're, also, by the way, uh, we're, like, 15 and 16, right? And we got, we, we got, you know, a black guy with us, there's, you know, there's the funny guy, there's me and you, there's, you know, there's, like, there's, like, the really slutty girl, and then there's the girl we, that we all like. Let's see, for, for a minute, I thought, I thought you were describing, thought you were describing, uh, Little Rascals, and then I thought you were describing Scooby-Doo, and then, <laughs> Take your I, pick. I, and, then, and, 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 then, and then I realized, no, we're doing horror movie tropes, so, <laughs> yeah, but, you know, you know, <laughs> We're gonna we're we're actually just having Costello. We're gonna meet Frank and 
Frankenstein, Cody? Well, I mean, I guess I guess the first question I have is whenever you say the Forlorn Mansion and you look at it, does lightning strike? Oh yeah, every time. You, yeah, every time you look and and you like the you know the the white picket fence is all grimy and gray and like boards are falling out of it. What do you think is going to happen to us in there? Well. I'm assuming that we're all going to decide, like, like somebody's going to get lost, and then we're all going to have to split up and find him. Well, yeah. Um, which will take everybody onto their own perspective tales. Somebody's going to go to the attic. Oh, yeah, we're going to split up, somebody's too, gonna, yeah. Somebody, somebody's going to go to the basement. Uh, a monster's going to chase somebody, and then we're going to go in one set of doors. Oh, we're going to be in a long hallway with a lot of doors that we're going to get to? And, like, go into another set of doors, yeah. Like, <laughs> it's just making no sense at all. Then the Harlem Globetrotters will, will run by, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like somebody, like there's gonna be the girl who's by herself, and she's gonna look in a mirror, and then there's gonna be like the scary face behind her. Yeah, the walls are gonna bleed at some point. Yeah. So yeah. So uh, so yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Is that too dark for so the things that's gonna happen? So yeah. I, mean, I guess that's kind of what I'm getting to. Was that what I was getting to? What was I getting to? What were you getting to? Why is your head frozen? Can you hear me? Hello. Oh God! It's a real. We've been we've been got ghost. Ah. We are haunted, Cody. We've we've said too much. The ghosts are here to thwart us. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what happened? Um, the haunted internet connection. Ooh. <laughs> I don't know if any of that's gonna make it in, but that's gonna be the outro if it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh! So speaking of haunted things that you run across at night that I didn't put in the show notes at all. What? Um, no, we're going. We're off script, man. What's happening? So, so the other night, they're throwing the I book went, out. We're through the night, looking glass here, people. The other night, Madison and I were, we were kind of like, ah, fuck it. Like we wound up because I got home. I actually got home early, and so we wound up like laying down and we slept. Yes, to like six or seven o'clock. Oh, yeah. Like, that's some stamina, man. Woo! Like, literally falling asleep. It's nothing that sexy at all. Um, well, maybe you anyway. <laughs> hey, man, what about all those sleep fetishists? They get turned on by, like, seeing people asleep or being asleep while people are seeing them asleep or... That's right. If you feel disenfranchised because you there's nothing that Hobbs your knob or John's your finger quite like, quite like seeing someone sleep or being asleep, we're, this is the podcast for you. We recognize your particular sexual fetish and we embrace it. You kinky, kinky, sleeping motherfucker, get your Rip Van Winkle on. We support you here. <laughs> and don't forget, and don't forget guys, guys who get off to parades. We're there for you. Too. Oh yeah, just... anyone, anyone, anyone else with interesting sexual fetishes that feels that society has looked away from them, contact us and tell us about them at boardshenanigans at gmail We'd love to talk to you about your particular sexual fetishes. We'll see. Yeah, Girls we'll... who like to lick doorknobs, we love <laughs> yeah, to I... lick our knobs. I, I, we would, we would really like a lot of that knowledge. Um, so do you think like the sleep fetishes? So, so like, so like what they go to sleep. So like, you know, obviously when they were, you know, what, what they were 13, right. Or something like that. And, and they had their first wet dream, right. So they immediately like in their brains, sleep feels good. Coming feels good. So therefore feeling good is coming while asleep. So like, that was the only way they could like get off was like by sleeping. So <laughs> Oh God, I can only get so erect. Yeah, so I mean, you know, and they hear all like the, and, and they're hearing all, you know, the innuendo on television. We're like, oh, did you sleep with her? It's like, oh yeah, I slept with her. And they hear, they're hearing all these words about sleeping. So like, like every time they go to bed, they just like come their pants. So they have to like wear like cumbies, um, underwear designed to keep you from cum- <laughs> coming at night or to catch your cum at night. <laughs> yes, I made up a product right there on the spot. Cumbies. <laughs> Bullshit hang is brought to you by cumbies. Are you tired of having your cum fly fly willy nilly about the room at night? (laughs) 
Rain that in with cumbies. <laughs> That's right. No more squirt, squirty, spooty surprises in the morning. We're, we're, we're here to keep, to keep things close to, close to your body. Keep your sheets clean, even though your thoughts might not be. Cumbies. You know, <laughs> I don't even, I can't make that bit any better, so I'm just gonna stop there. Cumbies, there's, I surprise myself with cumbies. <laughs> Well, it's a good thing you were wearing a pair, or it would have been really messy. Oh, yes. I, I always wear my cumbies underneath my podcast pants. That's right. The double layers of protection. The two two scoops of protection that every podcaster needs. Well, yes, because, wow. you know, as we've always mentioned, that podcasting is a messy, dirty, slippery affair. If, if you're not wearing the appropriate attire, all sorts of heinous things can happen. You know, microphones can get all willy-nilly tied about your your your, your body. Um, you may sl- you may slide out of your very chair from all the from all the podcasting. You, and it, it's very important to keep grounded. I mean, pillows will not at all be cooperate. They'll fly everywhere. Your mouse balls will go askew. So yes, with your but with podcast pants, it protects you. But another issue we've always had, Cody, is podcasting gets us so horny, right? <laughs> I mean, our rods are throbbing right now. Am I right, Cody? <laughs> oh, I am in a hundred percent full erection right now. If only, if, if only, only the Army Corps of Engineer could erect something as fast as, as we are erected now. Oh, if only you could see my glorious peen right now. <laughs> Indeed, I mean, it. It is. It, it, <laughs> Cody is smiling while he strokes his peen. It's for you out there, ladies, men, whoever might enjoy that. Uh, you never finish. <laughs> At least not till the end, Cody. I mean, is this where we're ending the episode? You finish. I can you finish now. It's oh, like, I've got like you, I've got extras. I've got at least eighteen in the chamber. Not only does podcasting get us erect, but we we like to practice tantric podcasting, <laughs> where it's slow, agonizingly pleasurable. Well, that's going on Twitter. <laughs> podcasting slow, agonizingly pleasurable. Remember that when Cody is saying "Amen," he, he's actually yelling you know, like, "Oh Lord." <laughs> we need so many towels for so many different parts of our bodies after this is over are, are you the kind of person that likes to watch and or i guess listen is this getting you off hearing about our 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 fully armed and mobile you know battle penises it, it's, it's the thought of our excitement exciting your loins so much that you need cumbies well you just created the hashtag battle penises <laughs> I hope that trends. I do too. Battlefields. <laughs> you know, I'm sure that exists somewhere in the world. I don't know what it means. Uh. Well, well, we're the only ones. <laughs> if you like this episode, we'd like you to hashtag Battle Penises <laughs> or Shenanigans episode whatever the fuck this is. Probably 92. Hashtag, hashtag board shenanigans, battle penises, episode 92. That's a lot of hashtags. I'll put just, yeah, hashtag battle penis, and if you need to, hashtag BS92. Which BS, <laughs> BS92 sounds like, <laughs> it, it sounds like you're some sort of military legion on its own, right? Some sort of campaign. No. Campaign? I didn't mean for that pun to happen. I just pun without knowing it. <laughs> oh god, your pun's on autopilot. Damn it! Damn it. <laughs> you got hit in the face while you're on a roller coaster of podcasting. <laughs> that was that was literally a Freudian penis. <laughs> I mean, slip. Oh, please don't name this episode "Battle Penises" because that's like hashtag Battle Penises. Well, it was it was going to be something bird related, like you know, <laughs> one flew over Fabio's nest or something like that, <laughs> or is what it was going to be before this. But I guess we can do we can do Octo with our Battle Penis. <laughs> 
Uh, anyway, where I was going before, before that Before you happened, go there, though, speaking of Octothorps. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So, at work, we decided that we needed some sort of, like, I guess, instant messaging client system for c- contacting all our various parties. Yes, we decided this. Um... So, a guy that's now starting to work with us, um, he's like, well, I know this one, I'll get it set up. And I'm like, good, because I don't want to. <laughs> Side note, he's a Mackinite. A, a so, have you done the I'm a Mac, I'm a PC joke yet at him? I, I, yes, there's been some of that, and there's been, which, interestingly, this this program is called Slack, which has obviously been originally built for, for, you know, those of the fruit stand. So, that was fun getting set up a little bit. But, anywho, he was trying to explain, like, instant messaging to old people and it was amazing <laughs> and, and i was there for this and he's like okay so the best part about it, he's like and you know he's older than me you know he's he, but it, he, he's like okay now what you and me would call you know, a number sign or a pound sign on the internets they call it a, a, a hashtag and what and i'm like well you know i don't get it either because i was like i'm the young one there so i'm like i'm like i don't get that either it's if you want to be technical the name is octothorpe <laughs> and it, which which even which blew everyone's mind and oh so it, it, it's i guess the best way to describe it is it's uh, yeah i mean i guess we're, i'm i'm gonna have to like socialize it on media at work and i'm so excited for this cody i can tell i can tell that you love this concept yeah well well speaking of uh socializing on media media and technology at work that you are not you don't like at all so uh everything we do is on a fucking tablet and since my like we cannot for any reason buy effective programming um we're using some knockoff card swiper and on a samsung tablet and you can guess how well all that works so mm. anyway i can imagine that you're having so much fun with this right? at least it's you know like yeah. a samsung not like you know what i who's it well at least the i who's it with the the, the i charge thing works i mean my mom who is not particularly computer savvy uses one to sell her jewelry with and she can use it and it's easy for her i really really hate this thing it doesn't work you look like a jackass when you're trying to charge a customer and you can't get it to work maybe it's just that you're sorry that was the jackass bell it goes off every time a jackass is around (laughs) that's right appears they just found one (laughs) every time the bell rings a jackass gets its wings and by wings a can of red bull is what i mean uh, yeah, it seems like those two probably do go hand in hand, jackass wise. Yes. Do you have a segue or do I? Because I have one. For um, that if we, if we... Oh, all I was gonna finish was uh, so <laughs> I know that I finish. made the claim. <laughs> I know that I made the claim earlier on this podcast for the astute listeners that uh, it appears that Houston is the land without hipsters. Well, apparently the hipsters come out at night because Madison and I were driving around and we saw a whole coven of hipsters. There they were, like waxed mustaches, skinny jeans, snarky looks on their faces, and ironic t-shirts. There weren't near as many of them as I've seen in Austin, but they are out there. So be careful, kids. Whenever you think it's safe, when you think you live in an area where hipsters may not have embedded, where their their flannel and Ray-Bans and know-it-all attitude about what things used to be like whenever they were on vinyl isn't around, just remember... Turn the wrong corner, and you never know what you'll find. You might look, be looking face to face with a hipster. Well, are are you sure that there weren't hipsters there until you got there, migrating from Austin? You know, I, I think hipsters were a lot like lice or fleas. You know, did, were you were you sure to check your luggage and like you know make sure you washed everything real well before you moved down there? You 
might have just we, caused a hipster outbreak. We uh we double and triple checked. We fumigated before we came. I think that this had to be a pre-existing condition. Oh. So uh, hopefully INS gets on this because uh you know we 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 can't have we can't just have hipsters roaming the streets. I think it's a CDC issue actually. <laughs> you know the NSA, the CIA, the QVC, the somebody. <laughs> All the alphabets are out, you know, red and black antenna waving after these guys. <laughs> oh, in, indeed. Speaking of douchebags. Yes. Um. So, Cody, I don't know if you were aware, because I'm sure you were in such a media blackout, that a while back some douchebag shot up some dudes in a church. What? I have not heard this news at all. No. <laughs> what? When did this happen? I'm not Where, actually sure. It... A while. A month ago, I guess. You know, this is one of those things that we promised we weren't going to talk about on the show, but sadly, I'm actually going to be the one that's going to bring it up, and I'm no, I'm, I'm over the one against these kind of things. But once again, I hope I'm taking a different route on this than everyone else did. So, bear with me. That's right. For those of you keeping score at home, this is Brewer bringing up a political topic not motivated by Cody at all. So, so, like, I'd like to put one onto his political column. I know that I've got many on mine, but just there's one over his. And I also realize because I'm bringing it up, it means Cody probably vehemently disagrees with me. <laughs> <laughs> so, remember, remember that in every snarky remark he makes during this. That he's actually, there's actually no snark. He'll be snark free. Cody James, sans snark. Ooh, Sans Snark. That's that's like a you know, some sort of comic book villain, right? Sans Snark. Maybe Spider Man. Is that a Spider Man villain? Sans Snark. I could see that. Yes. Yeah. Uh. Either that or like a like like a bully in like a Back to the Future kind of movie. Instead of Biff Tannen, you have Sans Snark. Oh yes. I mean, I guess it could be in the spirit, but because we, we had a Sans Seraph. Um, but anywho, yes, douchebags in there. Well, I actually don't want to talk about the shooting, other than the fact of of what it predicated. So. The other thing attached with with this, you know, the, this this douchebag was apparently when said douchebag, you know, douched it up. Some other douchebag, as I'm going to call him. Um, so this other douchebag out there decided he probably had to write some sort of blog post or fill like five minutes on like the local news or you know. I guess speaking Spider-Man, some, you know, caffeine-crazed, you know, newspaper editor was yelling at, you know, some small guy out there to go get a picture of something controversial. And was like, well, there's this Confederate flag still flying after all these, you know, black people were shot. How about we go take a picture of that? Ah, yes, you're in. Now get out of here. Get out of here and go do that. Controversy sells, kid. What, What else do we have? A story about kittens? Lose the kittens. Get the flag. And then created this firestorm of of idiocy, is what I'm going to call it. Now, I'm actually not going to even state my case. I'm not going to even say if I'm for or against the Confederate flag. I'm not going to say if I'm for or against it flying, or if it should have been lowered, or anything. I don't even want to talk about that. I don't want to talk about the politics of the flag. I don't want to talk about who likes the flag, why the flag, what the flag, or, or how the flag. So, what are you flapping about, then? <laughs> well, as I ra- raise up my flagpole... Damn it, you stole my joke. I thought this was a give-and-take situation here. Just continue to salute as I commence with this honor guard. Um, All right, taps are playing. Ah, folded in a weird triangle paper football now. That's not really a joke. I just (laughs) want to say it. All these people got bent out of shape about what the flag means. They're like, oh, it's obviously it's a slight. It's an angry message this flag produces. It's it's all this, we must burn the Confederate flag. It's wrong. And then all these other people were like, what? The flag, it's heritage and a symbol of hope and unity and this. And like, it's culture. And there's... All these people yelling about this. Well, 
First thing I would like to point out, this flag was up for 57 years. This Confederate flag was flying there. The same one. So we're not going to even talk about all the other Confederate flags. We're not going to talk about all the other flags of any nationality or country in America during the time that this the shooting happened, that, you know, some janitor was on vacation and wasn't there to lower it to half staff. We're not going to talk about, you know... All, no, all... We can't do that. Like, what are you doing? That's not the way that media works in this country. We have to make ridiculous, ridiculous connections to Nazi flags and all sorts of things to, to get our story further along. Well, no, what are you doing? You're doing it all wrong. I know, right? Or am I? And we're not going to sell any, any podcast from this doing it this way, but if we come out on one side or the other, we might make a little dough. I'm sorry, Cody. I can't, I can't you know, squander my morals, though. We're not going to talk about those flags. We're going to talk about this one flag. Now, in those 57 years, can you name one maybe other instance where some, where some other douchebag... Some other douchebag, white dude, or you know, Mexican dude, shot up some black guys. Can you can you name like one? Just give me one. Um, sure, yes. Hmm. There's been a lot of them, so it doesn't matter. Ferguson comes to mind, I guess, if nothing else, right? I mean, there there was the whole like Martin Luther King Jr. got shot thing. There was that. No, you know, there was that too. Yes. So do you think? I mean, obviously, I don't have any data on this, but I bet they didn't lower that flag for those either. I, I bet it wasn't. I bet it wasn't lowered. I bet you know. But all these. Well, that's just that's just the inherent uh, racism in white America that's keeping people down. That's exactly what that is. So I guess my question is, why this one time has it became a deal? Because some guy thought this had to would make a good story on a paper. No one was out. People walked past this flag t- to work. People have seen many, many rednecks flying this flag and have never said anything about it. People have, how many other, how many other, you know, KKK wannabe neo-Nazi, you know, son of a bitches out there, you know, have had these flags and no one said anything about them, you know, other than like, well, you know, it goes with the character. No, but now it's a big deal because someone decided we had to make this all a big deal. No one thought. And that's why I'm angry about this. And then I'm seeing people that are intelligent and also being swayed by like, being swayed by emotion. Cody instead of rationality you know people that pride themselves on rationality you know they just got they just got because it's a hack that all humans have the easiest way to hack someone's brain is with an emotion all those people that say it's just heritage they're all secretly racist I, I've heard that one uh, you know and, and and that's where the issue with this and that's that's what angers me is that they were literally they were literally propagandized by you know maybe a positive message yes you know sh- should racism be be banned yeah, I don't think we should have racism around, but I, I I think it was not gone about correctly. Someone decided that this flag that's been around forever, that I don't know about you, I've always seen it as, you know, I've seen it as the Duke boys. When I think Confederate flag, I think the Duke boys. I've always, I've got a few things. They never mean no harm. <laughs> I, I, I guess, I, guess I, got, I got a few on this. One, I completely agree with you on the, it was just some asshole trying to stir the shit thing. And the reason that I, I think I'm most frustrated with it is it's a distraction. It's a great distraction to get people bent completely out of shape over something that realistically does not matter at all. At all, at all, at all. It's, it literally should be a non-issue, but everyone's decided it's an issue with all this symbolism and all this bullshit behind it, when it really doesn't. It's a fucking, it's a fucking piece of cloth. And furthermore than that, this, this really pushes me into that whole thing of, I think nationalism is bullshit sort of thing, where, okay, if you're gonna get offended 
at the Confederate flag, you should get just as offended at the American flag because just as many atrocities have been. Atro- I was going to touch on this on, in a minute too. Yeah, under under it as have been done under the rebel flag or whatever. Just the same way that Britain's Britain has had atrocities. Every single country's had atrocities under that flag. Yeah, flag yeah and, and let's put it is, this way. Yeah, to the British, the American flag is the same thing as as the Confederate flag, right? Correct. I mean, what difference does it make? It doesn't matter. And I feel like we've gotten to such a point now where we have to unleash and find stupid reasons to find differences. We have to, like, oh, let's drudge up racism again. Let's drudge up religion again. Let's drudge up class differences again. Instead of, I don't know, maybe, like, uniting a little bit to make it better for everybody, let's once again point out point out differences that we all have. I mean, can we not all agree on some level that there's a bigger issue behind than your than the, what color you are or what flag hangs in your home state. Yeah, and I and I mean what? I feel that most of the of the quote racial tension swelling up that we've been seeing nowadays is all because of you know douchebags across America with blogs and newspapers and news foxes and. It, it's all it is. All it is is the. You know why there's swelling racial tensions? It's because the media will not stop swelling the racial tensions, and people are too fucking stupid to disconnect from it and realize, wow, this is propaganda. This is a lot of propaganda. Oh, see, I mean, I don't even think it's propaganda. It is. It, it is just. It's a marketable product, is what it is. Uh, yeah, it's a good way to put it too. Because because I don't think anybody's trying to trick anybody into thinking any way. They just want to. Somebody wants to make a. Uh, you know, a dollar. But see, I I honestly feel and fuck it, I don't care. My tinfoil hat alert, black helicopter theory coming. I get that. I don't care. All all media is already essentially owned, essentially owned by big government anyways. If it's not just directly owned by it, it's influenced. Oh, by see, if it. I was gonna do, if so, I was gonna conspiratize it, I'd say it's owned owned by you know a big big corp. But anyway, like except for if you're in Britain, where it literally is owned by the government. I mean, it, it's all it's all essentially the same the same bit of news with different slants in order to sell a product. That's the only reason <clears> any of it exists, anyways. And I I really truly believe it's treated as completely distractionary as hey let's here's a here's a topic that people are definitely going to get all riled up about let's do all of that and not actually cover any real fucking news that really genuinely affects people whether it's on the political level or whether it's on a different level and i mean i guess as far as like what you touched on in there is you know like the nationalism and like oh the flag's a symbol i would like to point out that I I hate to do this, you know, you know, reducto ad Hitlerum, but I'm going to because it's the internet and our conversation's gone on long enough. We have to bring up Hitler. Uh, uh, that's a good point. I mean, how could we possibly not yeah. talk about Hitler right now? Well, yeah, I'm going to say that there is a difference between uh, an obvious, a very obvious difference between the Confederate flag and the Nazi flag. There's a very big difference on it. The fact that what you were talking about exactly is the nationalism, because in a fascist society, in a totalitarian society that wants to base itself on something, they are going to create a, a literal worship, a literal religion of the state where you're going to have iconography and, 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 and statues and deities. And you're going to, they're going to, you're going to literally deify the flag, you know, 
I don't know, maybe in some same same regards as people, you know, put emphasis on, you know, I don't know, some sort of lowercase t where they'll go and they'll stare at it and pray at it and talk to it and stuff. And so that is where the difference between the Nazi flag is, is it literally was meant to hold and embody and, and, and be the bearer of an ideology. It was supposed to be a brand that could be stamped on something. It was a, a trademark, as, as it were. You know, because that's the thing that a, a fascist government needs, totalitarian, you know, controlling government needs. It needs, it needs strong... Uh, symbols in order to 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 indoctrinate and, and, and to and to make people worship the state. Yes, the state, Cody. The state. Um, I'm just doing the obsolete man now. <laughs> um, and 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 that's the reason why. If you look at like, I mean, come on, Cody. If you look at like World War II Nazi stuff, or you know, or you know, Cold War, you know, Soviet Russia stuff, it looks cool. Their uniforms are cool. They have all these badges and lines and sleek sleek lines and like and you know pins and lapels and medals and ribbons and you know look all oh, look they have a sword and these cool leather belts and these like engraved guns and all this cool stuff because they had to have a symbol that's and then that's why when you look at like i don't know the allies during world war ii they had these just they literally had these literally drab uh, you know uniforms with like well Lincoln he's got some boots and those are kind of nifty boots i mean <laughs> they all generals didn't look like patent with, with all his coolness so there there is a worship that that the nazi flag has and it and its embodiment was on purpose and design you know it, it was very much you know would you like to know more you know starship trooper-esque of we need something we can show people but i don't feel that we're that far from that i actually think that's already come and gone as far as our own because people essentially worship the red white and blue as is anyways i mean the whole like oh you can't burn my flag or i'll punch you in the face and all that bullshit that's the same level of worship to a deity of the state that i've ever that's exactly it's exactly what it is like if people people claim it as patriotism and it's not it's idol worship it's there there is no difference to me i mean i think there's a slightly small difference partially just now, obviously, in some, which was something I was going to touch on, which I thought you did as well, of, you know, the atrocities, like, you know, how many, okay, how many Indians were slaughtered and, you know, uh, under the American flag, you know? There's the whole internment camp thing. There is that one, too. Yeah, you know, or like the reservations and stuff. You're like, well, there was all of that. It, it, it's just so silly to, to see, for people to think of this as being an issue. And like I said, you know, like, and the only people, the only people giving the, the symbol to it are the people that are against the idea of the symbol. Because no matter what, any true racist isn't going to care about that you know or what symbol they they have plenty of symbols that they can fly you know but they really like ghosts from what i hear <laughs> you know i mean they, they also enjoy removing hair from their bodies what, do you, what are we gonna ban next if you want to ban ban symbols of racism anything can be racist if you want it to be racist i mean look the the confederate flag that everyone knows i'm actually kind of wondering how much of that is you know through more popular media than not because it was only one of the many battle flags of the confederacy i I think it, I think the one that later caught on was it was an obvious knockoff of the the Christian flag where it was the quote Confederate flag but it was only only up in the corner and it was on a field of white which obviously was a racist comment because they said it was the purity of the white race and stuff like I mean yes I'm not gonna lie there's not racist idea ideas that went into the creation of the, of the flag I'm not saying that that's not a thing that's true but you know it's the same it's the same level of stupid bullshit that people claim for like oh that book made that person go crazy and oh that movie made that person those video games it's that same level that flags the reason that that's it right there 
that's that's the thing, and it's a symbol of hatred. And you know, the more we highlight the differences, the more we're the more apparent they are. It's it's such stupid bullshit, and it frustrates me just as bad as it frustrates yeah. you. Yeah, and and I and I think, like I said, I really think if if anything comes of this, I I want. Which it's not, because no one seems no one seems to see this. But I really wish someone would put a, put a rein in on like the the media and its slantiness of things like this. And you know, I know that's kind of cliche to say nowadays. And actually, I'm going to go as far as saying that there are some of these like overly like freedom based i you know ideologies that are just that ideologies and almost just as fundamental as the conservatives are. And I mean, I, as I've always said on here, I feel middle of the road is the is the way to go because fundamentalism on any extreme doesn't work. If you want to see that example, you know, conservative fundamental. Fundamentalism, 1984. Liberal fundamentalism, Brave New Worlds. There you go. Yeah, exactly. And and I just you know maybe before you get all bent out of shape on what someone's telling you on your uh, on a screen that's in front of you, you know, obviously not going into your ears like a podcast. Uh, always <laughs> just, always listen to that unquestioningly. But you know maybe think a little ahead of time. Um, I think. Damn it, think. I got I got a quote or passage more like here that might I feel kind of that I actually happened to come across separately from 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 this topic but I was like hey that fits perfectly so let's go with it um I'll tell you by who afterwards if you can't figure it out from from the phrasing um I have a foreboding of an America in my children or grandchildren's time when the United States is a service and information economy when nearly all the key manufacturing industries have slipped away to other countries, when awesome technological powers are in the hands of very few and no one representing the public interest can even grasp the issues, when the people have lost their ability to set their own agendas or knowledgeably question those in authority, when clutching our crystals and nervously consulting our horoscopes, our critical faculties in decline, unable to distinguish between what feels good and what's true, we slide almost without noticing back into superstition and darkness. The dumbing down of America is most evident in the slow decay of substantive content in the enormously influential media. The 30-second soundbite, now down to 10 seconds or less, lowest common denominator programming, credulous presentations on pseudoscience and superstition, but especially a kind of celebration of ignorance. And guess what? That was said by Carl Sagan. Carl Sagan, Demon Haunted World, Science is a Candle in the Darkness, uh, Chapter 2, <laughs> page 28. You know, I happen to read that, you know, around the same time, because I'm actually, I'm just going through Demon Haunted World again, because why not? Uh, actually, I got an audiobook version of it, and I was going to try to, like, read along with the actual book. Well, or listen on at work, but then have the have a PDF of the book pulled up was my idea. Doesn't work as well as I thought it would. Um, but, yeah, you know, that's what I'm afraid of, too. I, I feel that that's where it's getting, because people are getting afraid that, you know, like, well, all we're, we're all ideas have equal merit and we can't offend anybody so but but then you know we can't we, we have to produce that prole feed cody yeah, <laughs> to, I, to, I, to, to be good you know members of ingsoc and see i i am so with you on this because it really it's really depressing that people are are so embedded in their own ideology and their own conditioning that we have we we have to think this way we have to we have to believe this way and the notion of 
country and government have become so convoluted and so mixed together that no one can actually separate the two anymore. And it's it's very frustrating for me. And you, you really hit on something in there that I think is incredibly important. You know, whatever you identify as, if it is if it is liberal, if it is libertarian, if it is conservative, if it is anarchist, if it's minarchist, if it's fucking Green Party, whatever the hell you are, whatever you identify as, do not blindly follow that. And this is specific, like, and, and, th- and this is happening kind of to me a little bit, because I don't know that I 100% identify as libertarian, but I definitely lean that way very hard, and I, and I, that's stuff that I like, but I'm seeing a lot of that let's blindly follow shit with all the people that are just gung-ho, no mercy, standing behind Rand Paul. And it's, that's, it's, it's really, really disturbing to me. So, you know what, just because you had to stand up and pledge your allegiance to this flag, and just because, you know, somebody decided that, you know, the Civil War was fought because of racism, it wasn't fought for any other reason at all, because that's what you were taught in history class, maybe it's your duty, before you decide to put up that stupid meme on Facebook about how bad that flag is, whatever flag it is, maybe it's your duty to do just a half a second of research, and not even, and I'm not even saying that you should, you know... we should get to the point of outlawing the media that we all hear. I think it's our our job, because we live in the information age, to maybe stand up and do some independent independent research ourselves, and do some independent, independent shit. It's not hard to publish your own blog. It's not hard to do your own podcast. You can you actually use this voice that's so easily available to you, and put out some truth as a, to fight the bullshit. Except for the mutes. They have to type. Or sign language. Video log sign language. Which, I would also like to, to, to make a, a quick pun because <laughs> i may as well just call it out <laughs> so so minarchist is that just another term for feminists they want to abolish men uh, no it's like i don't care i just want to say that joke <laughs> oh okay okay, okay. <laughs> i was like Go on, tell everybody. <laughs> oh, all minarchism is, is it's like the the smallest amount of government involved possible, like only only on your uh only in the service positions and on the smallest level possible. And if you I think they need to come up with a better name. It, if you wanna read about the merits of that shit, then there's plenty of stuff. I'm actually sucked deep, deep into it right now between reading the between minarchism and anarchism and the difference between the two. I'm way sucked into this right now. So I'm sure you'll hear about that later once I feel more educated in order to bring it up yeah. so yeah and, and i'm sure i'll probably i'm i don't know i might do some research i might not on the topic if he brings it up but you know last time we did one of the, on this it, it went horribly horribly wrong and we all hated it so i feel though i feel that we have both grown as podcasters and i think i've brought this up before too i think i've definitely grown a lot as far as my ability to one my divorce like, emotion from, my, from yeah yeah that's a lot of it i think that's that's definitely a big thing i've learned as as this and and uh, I, I think I probably have changed some positions since that point because I continue continue to learn. Thankfully, so thankfully somebody is out there learning. Uh, oh, um, now, oh, which side note? We, uh, my wife and I, have a hundred percent decided. Like we were, we were really torn. I was pushing hard for Cerebrus for the name of our next dog, but it's going to be Pavlov. Nice. I, I, I would have been happy with Baskerville too, but she was not as <laughs> into that as I was. <laughs> pretty good actually that's pretty solid i don't know what would you name your dog if you weren't allergic to them and they kill you um you could you could go like ironic with it and call him like kirk because he's a dog oh that's funny um or something to that effect havoc 
Oh, oh, nice, nice. That's a good pull. That's a really good pull. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, whenever you, whenever you let him out, you, you, you would have to yell for him. You'd, you'd have to cry out for him. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, like right when he when he when he when his lease you know let slip from your hands. <laughs> oh man, that's good pull there. Fuck, that's funny. Are you gonna bring that up to Madison? Or are you gonna be like, okay, I have another idea for dog name. I am. I'm 100 going to, but I, I'm going to, but. I mean, it's the same reason, like, I enjoy it when people, na- like, name their cat Schrodinger. Yeah, I was, I was, I was going to bring that up. Like, how many cats out, out there do you think are named Schrodinger? Or, uh, what is it? Is it Osiris? That's the, the, that's the... Cat, yeah. There, there's also, you know, on on Star Trek, there was the the episode with Gary Seven. Remember him? Well, he had a, uh-huh. he had a cat named Isis that may or may not have been a sexy lady, remember? Oh, oh right, right, right. So yeah. I, would, I bet that's pretty popular. Um, I mean, it's the same way, like, how has somebody never manufactured a gun and called it the Chekhov? I mean, like, seriously. That has to be a thing, right? Well, you would think, I mean, right? I, well, you know, I, I'm sure you remember on... Um, on Cowboy Bebop, their dog's name was Einwright. Mm-hmm. Well, on Ruby, the dog's name, they also have a corgi. The dog's name is Y. Ah. The next number. Yeah. One, two. Nice. Yeah. Nice. I mean, I guess you could name my dog, like, Red 7, too. <laughs> or 13, but, you know. Oh, sorry. Where's Red 7? I don't know. I, I is, is he standing by? I got my Rogue Squadron and my Obviously 7 switched around. <laughs> That's exactly what it was. <laughs> Let's well, go, they, Red Leader. I, now it's it's it's, it's 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 an obvious you know problem that you could come across because you know Biggs and Wedge were in both. <laughs> you probably didn't know that, did you? No. There's, actually, there's a, a lot of Final Fantasies have Biggs and Wedge. Huh. Yeah. Actually, uh, uh, Parasite Eve has Biggs and Wedge as well. Did not know that. Yeah. Which you got way sucked down that Parasite Eve thing for a while. It was. Yeah. I, it's a. It's. I've only played the original one. It's. It's a real solid designed game. I guess the best way to describe it is you know Square Enix doing Resident Evil or something like that, you know you know it, it's very just it's turn-based kind of it's actually a really interesting story and then there's a couple more of them i think it's based on a book and there might have been a movie that it's kind of that was kind of also based on it i've never actually seen any of the meta stuff because from what i understand none of it's really good <laughs> ah so so one more thing that's just better than the better than the source material right? yeah yeah just one more of those but that was all cut out so which you may hear later listeners very much later i mean it, let's put it this way it was it's so cut out because it was even completely before we started you know the episode but but it was recorded, so you'll be forced to hear it eventually. It's only mildly it's interesting. It's interesting, but, you know, if you find this part right of the episode right here interesting, if you find this interesting, you'll like it, but probably not then, I guess. You can only cock-tease our listeners so much with our badass content that's coming. <laughs> you can't just throw throw all this enticing sex appeal at them. You know, they can only Wait. handle so much. Are, are, there, are there battle penises reporting for duty? Their battle penis, like, their battle said? penises, is that what it was? yes, battle penis. it was, so, I don't know, battle, battle penises was in there. <laughs> you think that's, like, the knockoff of battleships? Like, ah, oh, you suck my battle penis! Or, ah, oh, or I guess it would actually be like, somebody would be like, ah, oh, you suck my battle penis. The, the pegs are what scare me in that game. <laughs> Oh god, dropping another depth charge. Um <laughs> <laughs> oh. yeah, uh, yeah. I actually inadvertently saw like the first 20 minutes of the Battleship movie. It's exactly what oh, you did, expect. Did, did you go straight to the poop deck? 
Did you have to swab the decks? Go to the gangplank? Well, luckily I was wearing my, my cumdies <laughs> were on, so... Oh, thank God, or things would have gotten really wet. I, I actually don't know what I expected with that movie. What was, was it... What was it? Is it just like a blowing shit up movie? I like I said I didn't get far into it because I was just I was I was actually legitimately busy and I didn't have enough time to change the channel and I was like, well, this is good enough for now. Uh, <laughs> oh, it's background noise. And you know, I probably would have watched the entire thing if I wasn't in the middle of doing stuff. But I even in a movie that I'm just making fun of its quality for, like you know, I got back 30 minutes later into it and I'm like, well, I can't watch it without seeing the middle. <laughs> <laughs> I might miss this is obviously a plot heavy movie yes. so I'm like I, I'll just try to catch it later I make fun of it but then I'm like well you know <laughs> so let's put it this way if you just saw clips halfway into Starship Troopers and saw you know you know bugs attacking you know football players you'd be really you'd be like meh no you'd probably still, I don't yeah, even, you'd probably I don't even still think that's in. a remotely fair comparison it's not but. it's close well is there any other really okay well what is a movie that, that if you walked in halfway through and weren't like prepared to see the whole thing that would you, you what what other really good movie going halfway into it would be enough to make you go yeah um i think from dusk till dawn if you didn't know the twist if you walked in post twist you probably would just oh yeah movie. yeah yeah if you got um, halfway yeah okay that's good good one good one i think if you only saw part of like inglorious bastards or something maybe like if you only saw like half of it like if you start like really, if you got like in the middle of a foreign speaking part you'd be like what's this weird foreign movie yeah i don't think i don't think you really care um, and see, then, there, then there's movies where, like, you see part of it, and it's like, you'll, you'll sit through You it immediately like, want to know good. what's happening, you're like, oh, God. Yeah. Like, I, I know that's how I... It probably took me, like, three tar- tries to actually see Shawshank Redemption all the way through, because I really wanted to know... Like, I want to know this guy's story. How did he get in prison? And each time I saw, like, you know, I saw, like, the last 45 minutes from the escape on, and then I saw, like, you know, halfway through to the end, and I was like, well, how did he get here? What happened? Which really was like the least interesting part of that movie because it's really not that interesting on how he got to prison the time in prisons more of the crux of that <laughs> yeah, well you know yeah you know i guess on that same token i don't know if i've ever seen an entire james bond movie through just because you know i've never gone on my way to watch one i'm like oh hey look at james bond movies on i'll watch that but uh, you know i'll miss the beginning or I'll, like i'll leave in the middle of it for a little bit and come back or i will never see the end um now i might have i might have seen like in multiple viewings have seen the entire like an entire movie but never at the same time I think the only James Bond movie that, and fucking prepare to shit on me now, internet. I think the only ones that I really actually liked all the way through was I really liked Moonraker all the way through, which is the one where, which is like the plot of every one of them. Uh, Well, this crazy, you know, this crazy villain guy with a lot of money is after like like, the British, like decides he's gonna decides he's gonna create like the perfect world, and so he like like uh, takes everybody out in outer space is going to destroy earth i really really like that one um a whole lot i thought that one was really good uh, that's one i'll still watch now and then i really like uh live and let die which i think has the wrong james bond for me to like i don't really remember which one i'm supposed to like or not like but i like all the voodoo shit in it and it's, you know you're, you're supposed to like sean life. connery i don't know that i've ever seen one with him all the way through in it i don't know well i mean i, I, it, I, I think it's a lot like you know which I hear bring this up to Madison. She might enjoy this because I believe she got she got bit by the who bug. Um, James Bond is just a time lord because oh because oh, you know because he keeps looking differently, but he's the same guy. So yeah, I, I'll bring that up. 
there's a lot behind that that people have brought this theory up. That, and that's like the one series that people have told me consistently because like I've had friends that really really like them, and that's like one of the series that it just keeps going, and I just keep not caring. I like oh hey there's a new James Bond okay whoopty yeah like I don't really ever care about seeing them. I really don't care. Yeah. Oh the the point I was trying to make was now that I remembered it because I got lost in my own thoughts. Um, scary place to be. Uh, what was that you know i so for instance everyone seemed to like as far as you know like matt smith as the, as the doctor who you know i thought he had the best writing but i as far as like the series had but i didn't particularly like him as the doctor i liked eccleston the most but i think his episodes were probably pretty crappy so as far as the writing of the episodes, so i think it's kind of like that you have to you have to choose what do you care more about the better episode quality or or the better or the better james bond so sto- story or, or character is what i guess is what you have to choose with your james bond sometimes and i and I choose the character of Sean Connery as being more enjoyable to watch. I, I just, I'm not that into him, man. I just, I have a hard time getting into him. I, I mean, I pro, I, but I guess I've never really just, just like given him a fair shake either. I, I've seen Casino been... Royale all the way through. Not, not the new one, the, the original one, the, the comedy one. <laughs> yeah. Wasn't that the one where like, it wasn't technically a James Bond movie because they didn't have the license or it, something. Was that that one? It was, or I think it was more like it technically was, but, but yeah, it was where it went nuts and it's, you know, just silly and I, I believe at one point in time, like, in it, like, every... I've only seen it once. Um, it was... I, I enjoyed it, though. So, I suggest all of you out there go watch the original Casino Royale. It's nothing like the new one! And that's what so confused me when they decided to, like, like, oh, the new one, Casino Royale. I'm like, are they really redoing, like, a comedy James Bond movie? But, like, are they gonna play it, like, play it like Airplane? Are they gonna play it serious? Like, with Daniel Craig? That's... I would like to see the comedy stylings of Daniel Craig. <laughs> and instead, I gotta see him, like, get his balls beat off. But not in a sexy way. Uh, see, I haven't even seen him. Well, I, there you I, go. His I, balls like, get beat off, but not in a sexy way. <laughs> the last one, the last one I even saw part of was like the really crappy one with Pierce Brosnan and Halle Berry. Halle Berry. And like, I checked out really hard on that one because like he had like the car flipper over device. Well, the car flipper over was, device. Like his car was upside down at a point, and they were shooting missiles at him, and he like hit a button, and his car flipped over, and he just kept going. And, like, Are you that telling me the, that you're angry that he was? prepared for a situation like that? No, I just was like, eh... He's like Batman, but more logical, and I don't like, like bat it. Nipples? I don't know. Like, is, yeah. were you saying that those were his bat skates? Like the car flipper over? Actually, was that I the just, ice I, one with the ice hotel? Was I that? Sh- I think so. I can't remember who was in that. Re- I just remember Halle Berry was in it. Everybody's making the biggest deal in the world out of it, and I was like, eh. Look, I mean, I don't have anything against Halle Berry, but something seems weird about having her be a Bond girl. I don't know what it is. Maybe probably because you're a racist with your Confederate flag. Oh, that's over exactly there. what it is. I, actually, I was going to say it just sounds weird because it's so new. And I still, in my mind, no matter, the, even though they keep making new James Bonds, in my mind, James Bond's always an old movie. <laughs> right. <laughs> and maybe that's the reason, personally, I don't, what I've seen of the Daniel Craig ones, I, he's, he, I'm like, man, I so don't care. Like, he's all like, like, one, there's no sense of irony in the shows. Like, they, 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 they take themselves way more seriously. He's all like, hairless. James Bond's not supposed to be hairless. Um, <laughs> I want a woolly James Bond. I want a hairy chest and hairy arms. 
I'd have Harry back on my super spy. I would have been built like a lumberjack, shooting his PPK out of his Aston Martin. That's what I want. The sad thing is I'm making all these judgments, but they're like based on... It's almost like I really want to like James Bond, but yet I never watch it. Yeah, like, yeah, like I have no like interest I've never, in it. What's see, it's, it's always the exact opposite. Like I want to like it, but you know, eh, I'll get, I'll, I'll get around to liking it later. Yeah, right, right. It's one of those like one of these days I'll watch, I'll watch the the, the series and just become a Bond fan. But I'll do it later because I'd rather watch, I'd, I'd rather watch something else. Yeah, anybody out there that that's listening to this, if you got like the you know the box set of Bond, the Bond box set, the Double O box set. The whatever it's called, you know, and you want to sit down and do a bondathon. If you want to get all, if you, if you want to bond over bond, uh, let's. I sure y'all, give give me a give me a jingle. Look look at look me up through a scope. Um, so Denise, I, we know what a big bond girl you are in more than one way, and uh, you what are you know, saying? She likes to be tied up. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> and uh, we we know that uh, we know that uh, Roger Daltrey just really does it for you. So if you'd like to teach Brewer the ways of the, the ways of Bond and how awesome it can be, this is your chance now. You should get a hold of him, and then you should get a hold of him and watch this movie. Oh, because yeah, because I mean, I, I guess in theory, you know, you know, Denise would be a lot like Q, uh, not James Bond Q, but Star Trek Q, because you know she's aware of awareness and can feel feelings and knows about knowledge and can regulate her salt content in her body and knows the emotional state of her organs. Well, and I, I actually, in, in all seriousness, listeners, if there's, if they're like, oh God, I can't believe that y'all don't like James Bond or don't know it. Give us the three movies. Tell it, give us your top three. These are the ones, the essential ones you need to see to get it and to like it. Like if you, once you see these, you're going to dig these. You're not going to regret it. Let us know though. And We'll we'll give him a shot. We'll give him a fair. We'll give him an honest. And let us know if there's any you know you know uh, um uh, what 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 un delicious um Bond girl names in them because I definitely think I prefer ones with un uh, yes delicious that's, <laughs> that's the word I struggled so hard to find <laughs> Untondralicious. Because now I have to leave that in. <laughs> Entendrelicious. Yes, I worked that hard for that word. Entendrelicious. Uh. You know, I say that, but there's going to be like some R&B chick in t- 10, 20 years from now that's going to be, be Entendrelicious, right? Gonna be. A- I'm sure there's a stripper right now oh, whose entendre-licious. name is Entendrelicious. <laughs> you know, that would actually be the kind of stripper I'd quite enjoy, I feel, already. I, I, I feel I'd already give her 20 bucks. You, man. Adam, you are an intellect, Entendrelicious. Well, Brewer, <laughs> I, I think I think MI6 is calling us back to the headquarters. Uh, we're dr- I don't even know enough to do this. Our PPK is out of ammo. Uh, the Bond girls sexually waiting on us with an Entendrelicious name. Uh, we we were shaken but not stirred. Is there any good words you'd like to leave our illustrious listening audience with to sink their battle penises into? <laughs> I, there are so. Thank you for leaving my options open with all with all the the setup there. I could go many different directions with with some sort of good word, couldn't I? That's what I specialize in. <laughs> Is it really though? <laughs> <clears throat> On the night of his betrayal, Jesus went into the Garden of Gethsemane to pray unto his Father. He asked him, O Father, do you expect me to talk? And our Lord, Father God, looked down upon him and said, No, I expect you to die! 
Amen. Need more shenanigans in your day? Find them at bspodcast.us, twitter.com slash board shenanigan, our iTunes feed, or at facebook.com slash board shenanigans. Also, Stitcher. Watch me while I drop this rhyme or not, a lot like Schrodinger's puss. <laughs>